Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, we're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Welcome back. This is Dr. T. And I'm Dr. P. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Psych in Reality. So let's just jump on into the couples. Um, they started off this week with Jenny and Submit. Um, so Jenny is 61, Submit is 32, and um, it started off when she was getting ready to fly to India and take the long flight. And um, she had seen- Can we say how long it was? I was gonna say she hadn't seen him in five months. Um, no, I mean the flight. Oh, the flight. That's some love. Yes, that was a, a 20 plus hours? Yeah, I think he said 28 hours. Um, that's a really long flight. So yeah, so after five months, she took the long flight, 28 hours um, to see him in India. And, um, you know, she talked about being excited, but having like, she had these three requirements for him, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that he had the divorce, that he wasn't going to lie to her, and that he was going to, you know, get married to her. And we'll come back to that in a second. But um, I think, you know, they were both excited after she got off the plane. You know, he was waiting for her at the airport. They were adorable. Yeah. That, they, that really, that really was, to me, it was authentic. That, yeah. that was a beautiful, they were so excited to see each other. I loved it. Yeah. And, and so like, they both seem committed this time. He was, you know, being honest about, well, saying that he was glad that she, you know, gave him another chance and that you know, he had made some mistakes and that he was ready to sort of move forward. So um, I'm, I'm excited for them. I think, you know, for me, as I said, the, the last couple of weeks that I'm going to be giving Jenny a hard time. And part of it is that I just, I just want her to make sure that she's being smart about sort mm-hmm. of into this. But um, when they got there to the house after the long drive, um, she was tired, which makes sense after that long flight. But she's mm-hmm. not... She was not happy, I would say, <laughs> with the ceremony. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they develop once, now that they're living in the same space together. Yeah, yeah. It was it was also interesting. You know, I I appreciate that Smith is not trying to live above his means, but where they were living was concerning. So I, I think, you know, he had mentioned the crime rate being particularly high, her being careful about going outside. Um, and even in the beginning, her noticing how far away they were going. So mm-hmm. I hope that there's no problems that occur based on that. Um, but that was, that was something interesting to take note of. Yeah, but I do, I do think that it was good that he was honest with her about mm-hmm. like the the safety concerns so that way at least she's like aware and, and they can prepare about how to navigate that as opposed to him like trying to like pretend like it's okay and and then something happens and she or, or he is not a, not you know prepared to like deal with consequences if someone does try to like do some sort of harm or break into their house or something like that so I do think mm-hmm. it was good that he did that 
Yeah. But I think like for me, the, the, the question that came up this episode was about her giving him or, and she hasn't verbalized this to him yet. Uh, Mm. At least we haven't seen her do that, but these ultimatums that she is sort of placing on him. And so I'm wondering how that's going to work out. You know, is, has he really started the divorce process? I know there was like, she seems to think like he's already paid some money. So like he needs to, they need to live in this house to save money, to pay back, you know, the money that he's uh, spent for this. Um, but I don't know if he's, I feel like he's trying to save to like go through the divorce. I feel like he might still be married. Oh, for sure. He's lying. So he's already <laughs> breaking one of the commandments. So he's lying. I don't think he's divorced yet. So that means they can't get married. So what I really want to know is, Jenny, are you really going to leave? Is this, is this really what you're saying that this has to happen? I'm going to get myself back on a plane. And I'm going to go back home if this doesn't occur. Or is she going to say, well, he really loves me, which I believe he does. He really loves me. So I'm going to overlook all of this. Right. So, I mean, time will, time will, again, I root for Jenny. I know you don't, but. I, I, I didn't say I don't root for them. I just said I'm going to give her time because I really want her to, like, if she's going to give him this, this ultimatum, I think she also has to be prepared to, like, follow through and, and, and walk away. And so that's my, I guess, concern is that when we think about, like, ultimatums and relationships is that mm-hmm. it does put pressure on the other person. And sometimes that pressure can, like, actually make them change. And other times it, like, sets them up to fail. And so I just don't know, like, if let's say he fails, is she going to really be willing to walk away? And I don't know if she is. And so I think that that lead that that can be really self-destructive. And so that's my concern. Yeah. 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 I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I hope he gets his act together. I hope he stops lying, which I know he's still lying and takes care of things. (laughs) Let's hope. My fingers are crossed for them. I, I really am hoping that it's going to work out, but um, I'm going to continue to like point out these like inconsistencies if they pop up with, with, with Jenny and her decision-making. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're watching. So let's, let's jump over to uh, Kenneth and Armando. Um, in this episode, um, they didn't spend a lot of time um, showing Kenneth. Um, so if, if, if you recall, Kenneth is 57, he's in Florida, and Armando is, is 31. So this episode joins Armando in Mexico, you know, making the trip to visit um, his mom and dad, who he sounds like he's had a conversation with them about being gay, but because of their sort of views and their culture, he hasn't talked about it in three years. Mm-hmm. So now he's wanted to have this conversation to really open up to them about, you know, his sexuality and about mm-hmm. him having a partner and wanted to be able to, to move forward. And so they sit down and, and have this conversation. And um, I think both parents were, I feel like they were kind of expecting him to like bring up something that maybe they didn't want to have a conversation. They look tense, about. right? <laughs> <laughs> they look tense. But I think it actually, um, I think it actually came out pretty well um, mm-hmm. in that they were both, you know, supportive of him and his dad would say, you know, I see you the same. And so I thought that, you know, that really, I feel like it, it that 
acceptance was really something that he was looking for. And, and obviously, like, they still have, you know, some work to, to, some things to do to work through getting completely comfortable with it. But I feel like they were really supportive in that moment and, and appropriately responded, you know, to um, what he shared with them. Yeah, you know, I, I will say that this was probably one of the most touching scenes across the 90-day universe, if you will, that I have actually watched. And it, it was something that really touched me because you can tell that it was very authentic. You, could, you can't act that. Yeah. That, was, that was very authentic. And, you know, he, he, he told them a lot, you know, about talking about being gay, his partner, I'm moving away with my partner, oh, and I'm taking your granddaughter as well, yeah. you know, I, you know, what I really appreciated was he was holding on to this piece of, if I really come out, if I tell you who I am, will you love me? And to see his mother cry and say, no, you're my son. I'm your mother. I'm going to love you. The father saying, I'm going to love you. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. But then there's this other part that I'm really curious about. And it's this whole concept of partial acceptance when it comes to coming out and sexual orientation. And in particular, it's this notion of, I'm going to love you no matter what. You're my family, you're my daughter, my sister, my you know, father, or what have you. I have this relationship with you. I'm going to love you. But I don't know how much I'm going to be able to accept parts of your behavior mm -hmm. or parts of your life. Let's not say behavior, parts of your life. Right. So the father indicating that he needed more time as far as would he be able to accept his partner coming to his home. And I wonder how that made Armando feel that mm -hmm. it's one thing. Yes. If you love me and if you fully love all of me, then it means you love the people who are in my life. It means you love my life as well. So I'm wondering if we're going to see that aspect of Armando's experience of yes, being loved, but how then are they going to adjust to the people who he loves in his life? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that another piece of it is just understanding that coming out process and that, you know, for parents specifically, that it does take some time. And so I think that that adjustment is going to be something that they need. And, and time will tell if they will fully, like, accept um, Kenneth you know, into their family, because I think that's the big piece of it. Uh, and I think, you know, he he gave them a lot of information I at did. one time. And so I think, you know, he he didn't soften the blow at all. by One just, you know, being himself and, and sort of being prepared to like accept whatever they were going to do in response to, to him opening up about uh, being gay, but also to say that now he's going to move away. So now, you know, seems like they had a really close relationship. And so mm -hmm. now that relationship is going to be strained a little bit because, you know, he's not as close to visit them as frequently. Um, and I don't know, again, I, in terms of like what the, the distance is and how much work it might be to, to visit and things like that. But I think that's going to be another challenge to really see how they will be able to easily work to like accept uh, him and Kenneth mm -hmm. being together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see how, how their story plays out over time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It was definitely, you know, a tough segment to watch. Um, and for me, I think part of it is that um, when men get emotional and cry, like it just does something to me differently than when I see mm -hmm. women cry. 
And so when his dad was like sitting there and you can see him like holding his hand and, and being supportive and definitely like showing like he really did, you know, love him and care for him, that that just almost like tore me down yeah. <laughs> watching that piece of the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So let's switch to uh, Devin and Jihoon. So this is um, one of those. Oh, Jihoon is messing up. Exciting. They're going to be excited throughout the whole season, I think. So um, as we've, start, we've been aware, um, Jihoon and, and Devin are, are back again. Um, so the, the, their segment opened up with Devin um, preparing to, to go back to South Korea. Uh, with the two kids, her daughter who is four, then her infant child that um, they have together. And her mom is going with her um, to Korea. Oh, yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see how that all turns out. Um, but she's really expressed in sort of that transition to go to the airport about, you know, being nervous and like giving up, um, you know, everything to start over and sort of life with the home. Uh, but like her biggest fear is him not being able to to take care of her and and you know we've been watching over the last couple of weeks where um you know they've had some tough conversations about finances and yeah um so as they sort of transition throughout the episode to to so to show Jehoon and, and him in Korea South Korea with his friends um and talking about you know she's going to be coming tomorrow and um, he's nervous and part of his nervousness sounded like because he's lied to her or in his words, quote unquote, exaggerated <laughs> <laughs> his job. Um, but his friends also knows like he's bullshitted. And so I was like, oh, we know he's a knucklehead. He's the knucklehead <laughs> friend. He's the friend that doesn't get things together. Like they just know, oh, this is Jihoon. This is him. Yeah. Right. Oh, they were clowning. They were yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I could see him working, you know, two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, how do you think that's going to work out with, uh, with her coming? One, coming, she already has invested money to, to get a house, and mm. is also taking that trip um, as well. Yeah. I think that the mother is going to pitch a fit about rightfully so um and probably maybe have a little bit more influence on devon but the thing that i'm wondering about with this particular couple is so devon says that previously and in, in previous seasons that she works as a model and i've actually seen pictures of her that she's put out there you know because i'm a fan so <laughs> that she's put out there and and she's a really great model and she seems to have been making money. So what I don't understand is, since she's good at making money, why doesn't she just make the money? Mm. And since Jihoon is not good at making money, <laughs> why doesn't he take care of the children and take care of the home? So I'm, I'm really curious about gender roles and how maybe they think about it and how that might be playing into some of these decisions. Because to me, it just needs to be well, what makes the most sense? If you're the mm -hmm. most capable to be able to work and bring in good money, and I clearly am not, then, you know, there's other work that I can do, very important work to the family by taking care of the kids and taking care of the home. Yeah. So, and it sounds like part of it is, like, you know, cultural when it comes to gender roles, at least from him being a Korean man, and in that they may be the ones that, like, support, you know, the family primarily. Um, and his friends were saying, you know, you know, he's making a fool of Korean men. 
by yeah. having this happen a second time around. So um, it'll be interesting to see like how his parents like respond to, to some of this because I don't think they've been featured as much in this season in terms of like yeah. talking about um, their relationship and, and his, you know, responsibility or lack thereof of responsibility. Um, and so I think that's going to be interesting. But I think the other piece for me is like he's really he's starting off really bad um so mm-hmm. like breaking her trust um and we know like understanding like relationships and couples like that trust is really important to relationship um satisfaction and and when that trust is broken that it sometimes can be hard to recover and obviously you know infidelity might be a bigger factor to break trust in a relationship but mm-hmm lying and like the significance of it um, might also impact some of that. So it'll be interesting to see how much that trust might, you know, factor into them being successful in their relationship. Yeah. I mean, and it's such an important breach of trust too, because this was why she left South Korea in the first place. She had said, you know, you're not able to provide for us. You're not able to kind of have things in place. And so this is all you need to do for me to come back. And he let it be known that this is what he did when he lied, he did not. And so for her to come back, and again, like you said earlier, give up everything, mm-hmm. give up so much. I mean, that's, that's just such a high level of trust that your partner is going to be able to take care of things and really follow through on what they said they would be able to do. Right. Especially because like starting a new life in a new country that you don't know. And so what happens if like you can't pay the rent? Mm-hmm. what's going to happen like I mean ultimately I guess she can you know go back to America and, and live with her family but that's still like a a big shift and like a lot of changes for for the kids and we know like that stability part is going to be could impact their adjustment you know as well mm-hmm. especially the four-year-old who had already had you know some opportunities to like establish a life and, and have you know that connection with, with family members that yeah. now she's starting over um, as well so I think it's going to be uh, a challenge for them um, to to overcome this because she's going to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no hiding. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how soon, but um, she's definitely going to find out. Mm-hmm. So let's switch to talk about uh, Ariella and Vinium. So Ariella is 28 um, from Princeton, New Jersey, and she is taking that trip to to live with Benium in Ethiopia. So their segment started off with um, Ariella preparing and packing for Ethiopia uh, with her family and her mom is there and they're mm-hmm. getting all of their uh, medical supplies. So apparently her mom is a nurse, which um, I 35 guess- 35 years. We didn't know until now, um, who's making the trip with her for a couple of weeks. Um, and I think they're all nervous or express some nervousness about it. and. Um, sadness about their sort of their really close family and so um you know Ariella talked about you know miss missing going to miss her family her dog and um sort of started over because Binium is not her own her only family um yeah. so I think that's going to be an adjustment uh for her and then and then I think her mom also on the, the ride to the airport was trying to um like guilt her a little bit, I feel, with like saying, did you see how your dad uh, was, you know, when we, when we were leaving? Mm-hmm. He didn't come outside. That was what it was. 
that he he didn't come outside or he he didn't uh agree to come to the airport so which right. is sad yeah and i don't know i mean I, it sounded like he was also headed to words to so that could have been strategic who knows but um i think you can see in his face when he talked about it that you know he was he was sad and he was also teary-eyed um as well talking about you know her leaving and and so um it'll be interesting to see how the trip goes and how they can adjust with mom there i think that i don't know i think family can be supportive and great in uh fostering relationships to mm-hmm. grow and connect but i also think they could cause a lot of trouble especially in the beginning and so i don't know how that's going to work out with her mom mm-hmm. making that trip with her yeah it would have been nice if maybe she had gone by herself first and then her mom comes out a couple of weeks later but here's the thing that i don't understand and i i've been thinking about this so Ariella has concerns about having her child in Ethiopia. Safety concerns about giving birth. Mm-hmm. If you have those kind of safety concerns around healthcare, and you have a mother that's a nurse for 35 years and a father that's a doctor, why don't they just stay for the birth? I, I don't understand that. I feel like I would ask my parents if they had that medical knowledge, you know, just in case, I would like you to come. So that's something that I, I wonder if she had brought up or has has either parent even offered to stay through the pregnancy, if, mm-hmm. if she was committed to having the baby there. And, you know, again, first of all, let me just say this. Millions of women in Ethiopia have children. Now, I've never had a child, so I don't know about not having an epidural. <laughs> that sounds painful, but, but there are millions of women who do have, have children, and they're healthy, and yes, there are some problems that do occur. So I'm a little concerned about kind of the, the picture that's, that's painted there mm-hmm. in Ethiopia. But again, if you have those concerns and you have family members that are in the medical field, why not just bring them? But sounds like her sounds like her mom is gonna stay. So I don't know. I don't recall like how far along she is in her pregnancy. But mm-hmm. sounds like her mom is gonna be there for the delivery because she asked about the epidural. Oh, she is. Okay. Um, and if her mom like ordered the epidural, and her mom was saying that you know, well, I can't do it because I'm not qualified um, because of you know, obviously with the the spinal um, stuff, you have to be trained about how to how to uh, implement that procedure. So her mom isn't. So Sounds like her mom is going to be there for the delivery. Uh, okay, that is great. I am glad. <laughs> that, that is not what I understood, but I am glad to hear that mom is actually going to stay. And I could just be making an assumption because they brought up the epidural piece. So um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that the only way that you could potentially give an epidural is if you're present. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was my assumption, just sort of connecting the dots um, mm-hmm. about that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this goes. And, and, and they, again, didn't spend a lot of time on Biniam, um in this episode to sort of show, show him. So we'll, we'll have to sort of see uh, what happens and sort of where his head is about, you know, her coming to uh, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So the last couple that they showed this week was 
Um, my favorite couple. Yes, beautiful Brittany, <laughs> Brittany and Yazan. And Yazan. So Brittany um, was making the trip to Jordan to see Yazan. So he's 24 years old. She's 26. And the episode, their segment opened up with Yazan um, meeting his dad and mom and, and talking about um, Brittany coming to Jordan. And um, the dad had a lot of, um, I'll say questions for mm-hmm. Yazan about, um, is Brittany going to convert to Islam? Does she know? Has she agreed to that? Um, is she, is she going to wear the hijab? Um, and also making sure that the divorce is final. And so dad wanted the papers and, and, um, and asked about that. And so they had some questions about that. And, and dad was pretty clear about, okay, once she gets here, like you're not married. And so, you know, you have to, you can't stay with her. Um, mm-hmm. you know, once she arrives and so like, what are you going to do when she gets to the airport? Um, so that came up as well. And then, um, you know, Brittany, Brittany got, Brittany arrived and, and, uh, we, we sort of saw a clip of them last episode when there was this like explosion, uh, once mm-hmm. she got to the airport, uh, and we finally found out um, this time what that explosion was about, um, yeah. you know, from Yazan once he, you know, got outside of the airport and noticed that she had, I think, alcohol, um, yeah. and and so he he was questioning whether this was actually the a good decision and obviously his parents have expressed some concerns about you know Brittany being good enough uh, for him so I think they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be my my favorite couple to watch just to, to, because I think they have they have so many things to like work through and so I'm curious about mm-hmm. how it's going to work out between them my prediction is that it's not going to work out between them <laughs> Because, first of all, they're both lying. Both, not just one person is lying. They're both lying. Brittany has not gotten the divorce. She's still married. Lie. Yazan, I feel like he's been really misleading to his family. Lying and being very misleading. Uh-huh. So, I don't think he's asked Brittany to wear the hijab. So, and he's saying, yes, she will. He's giving indications that she's going to uh, convert to Islam. She has not, not engaged happening. in a conversation. That's not happening. She already, you know, she's already stressed like, I'm American and I'm not Muslim, so. I'm not, yes, which I have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> had a problem with that statement. And, and I was really concerned, you know, the, the part about her bringing alcohol into the country, I, I do feel that that was highly disrespectful, especially if that's something that he had shared or if she had even looked into um, Jordan's culture. You know, mm-hmm. so that I, I do feel is highly disrespectful. His response, though, was very concerning to me. Um, and so that I, I worry about because it wasn't just about the alcohol, but he was also upset because when she got off the plane, she gave hugs to some of the production team that was there. Um, and I'm assuming probably some of them were men. And that's what I'm just mm-hmm. assuming. But that's probably what raised even more anger. So. That also, that also just really concerns me about what, what this might look like. And, and how that, was, that was the piece that I, not to cut you off, but that was the piece that mm-hmm. I missed because I saw they hugged in the airport, Yasan and Brittany hugged. And so I was like, okay, is that acceptable? You know? Mm-hmm. And then when he walked outside and he brought up the part about the hugging, 
uh, and maybe they it was off camera they didn't show when she hugged mm -hmm. the the production crew yeah I think um, so because I sort of missed that and, and I saw him like going off about the hugging and the alcohol and you know and him feeling like a fool um, mm -hmm. because he he thought that she was going to embrace his culture um, and so I think that you know there are there are a lot of um, I'll say red flags about <laughs> all over the place, <laughs> all over the place. Whether this relationship will be um, a success or not. And then, like you, you mentioned, the part about um, Yazan also lying to his parents, um, and they have spent some time together. But apparently, you know, sex before marriage is not something that is acceptable in their culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they haven't had sex yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seemed unclear. <laughs> but he clearly stated obviously he wanted to be respectful to his parents and so he said that you know he under he understood that you know he can't be you know quote unquote you know the boyfriend in terms of like his dad's uh words because dad was pretty firm like you're not going to be just her boyfriend like you have to get married pretty quickly mm -hmm. uh, once she arrives and um and i don't know again like if they have had a conversation about what the timeline should be in terms of when they get married. Um, yeah. So I think that's gonna be another challenge for them. Yeah, because it was interesting, because it's very clear that the parents want them to get married as soon as possible, which isn't gonna happen because she's already married still. But with Yazan, it sounds like he actually wants to move slower than that, that he wants to get to know her, that they haven't spent that much together time mm -hmm. yet, which, which I like that because that makes sense. They do need more time together. So again, they can't get married. So what their parents want isn't the parents want isn't going to happen. So I'm just really curious how all this is going to blow up because it's going to blow up. Yeah, there's there's no way it's not. Yeah, and the other piece of it is is that like you know his family being very involved from like that cultural perspective about like what needs to happen with their relationship and marriage. I also think that that adds an additional like strain on their relationship because if like their views in terms of what works for them doesn't fit like exactly in terms of like the culture and what the what uh Yassan's parents think then I think mm -hmm. that's also going to make it more difficult for them to be successful um in their relationship yeah. as well yeah for sure so Dr. Page yes Dr. Turner it's that time in the show Yep, it's time for The Page Turner, where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode. So what are you looking forward to next episode? You know what I'm looking forward to. We're going to Ethiopia. I'm excited. <laughs> Finally. This was the one, they were the one couple, except for the new couple that's coming on board, but they were the one couple that we didn't get to see Ariella meet Biniam. So I'm really looking forward to what that's going to look like. I'm looking forward to seeing Ethiopia on television, U.S. television like this. Um, so that is what I am looking forward to the most. I think so. This week, we're, we're both on the same page. All um, right. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm also looking forward to um, being in and Ariella. And, and part of it for me is just the, curiosity about like what his family and friends think 
about what's going on. So in the preview, they sort of showed how um, his friends also don't really trust Ariella because it seems like they have the impression like she's getting pregnant. And I don't, again, like, I don't know what the (laughs) relationship is, but it seems like this pattern that uh, Biniam has been in where, you know, his other uh, child's mother got pregnant really quickly. And so I don't think they trusted her or, and so maybe they're thinking about that relationship and now what's happened with Brittany. Uh, I'm sorry, Ariella. Um, it's sort of repetition from that. And so yeah. is is she like using this baby as some sort of way to, I don't know, hook Benium or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I'm 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 really interested in seeing how this plays out. And again, I'm I'm hoping for the best, but this is reality television, so we often get the worst. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what how this is actually gonna pan out. We are gonna see and um as a reminder, you know, her mom is on this trip as well. So I think that's gonna throw another uh, wrench in in sort of what happens um with mm-hmm. that transition as well. Yeah, for sure. Great. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Psych and Reality and look forward to joining you next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Psych and Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Was it good for you? What other shows would you like to see us recap? Be sure to like us on Facebook and also share the episode. Thanks for joining us and join us next time on Psych and Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P.